This is Creative School Atlanta, the podcast. We are the founders of a boutique school for creative careers, giving you the inside scoop on the TV, film, digital production world, filled with tips, juicy stories, and inside scoop. We are known as producers on Emmy award-winning shows, director, author, actor, we do it all. We are the known for our work with MTV, NBC Universal, Forbes, Coca-Cola, AMC, and so many more. And with celebrities like Kim Kardashian, Matt Damon, Michelle Obama, and all your favorite ABC and D-list actors. CSATL is your go-to boutique school for creative careers taught by real-life industry pros based in Atlanta. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Ashley. (laughs) Good to see you. Yep, you too. See you every day. Yeah, we're married. We live together. We have a child. Um, I'm really excited about this episode because I am talking to my good friend, old friend, Mike Houston, that um, we went to school together, I don't know, about 13 years ago or maybe longer at the William Esper Studio in New York City. And we studied with Bill Esper and he founded this group called The Collective New York, which is a production company. Um, You would know that group because Amy Schumer is a part of it and a lot of other fine actors. Mike actually brought me into that group and he's been on Orange is the New Black for four seasons. He's been on Sneaky Pete and the list goes on and on. He's so awesome. Yeah. And he's just like so lovable and just awesome. Just such a genuine person. I mean, I don't know Mike anywhere near the capacity of you. I've had the, uh, the good fortune of being able to interview him for another podcast. And he's just, he's like the perfect, well-rounded actor that just has this great presence, this energy, just sweet, just, and that's super important. What we educate at creative school Atlanta and our, our school is that it's set etiquette is so important. Yeah, you want to be around people that are easy to work with and that you like because you're spending 12 plus hours with them. And Mike is definitely that person. I've been on many sets with him. But I really wanted to talk to Mike because not only is he a crazy dedicated actor, he's a producer too. He's not just sitting around waiting for people to call him. He's producing. He's also coaching other actors now, which I think is amazing. And if you're an actor, you should jump on that. He has a company called HoustonStreetCreativity.com. You can reach out to him for rates and talk to him. He can do one-on-one coaching, coach you for auditions. And he's um, one of the finest actors I know. Yeah, we we always love watching him, especially when we saw him in Sneaky Pete. He was a bad guy. It's like... He's the nicest guy, and he, <laughs> but that just shows what a great actor he is. So in this conversation, we're talking about how he got his start. He's giving tips to actors, producers. He's telling a lot of great stories about auditioning, and he, we're talking about pivoting with the whole COVID and um, what's happening with the industry with that. And then that's the thing right now. This is a perfect time to be able to take classes and do them online and get this experience, especially being able to work with people like Mike and stuff. Like this is what people are doing. This is what acting studios, how it, it's the way of learning and it's current right now. Moving things to digital. Moving things to digital. So going digital. If you're watching TV, you're seeing that nothing's actually stopping. People are just doing things differently and moving to the digital platform. So we have a course called the TV Film Digital Production intensive certificate program. It starts in July. It's an 80-hour certificate course where we teach students 
the real process of production from pre-production to post and beyond. Yeah, and we have a heavy uh, post-placement alumni program that we're just really strongly building relationships with. So our students are really getting in the right hands to getting themselves in the industry. And this is the perfect time to get in and be educated because everything's on a down and you can learn and then you can jump right in because like Ashley mentioned, production doesn't stop. It's just shape-shifting in different ways. The big production companies and partnerships that we have right now, they're just shape-shifting all their production. A lot of it's happening in post-production, which is that'll never die because that's 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 what every everything is um is 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 amounting to right now yeah so mike and i talk about that we talk about surreal moments that he's experienced on set and it's just a really great conversation he gives you his favorite television show recommendations and i didn't edit much of this out because i think he's just a joy to listen to and also you can learn a lot from him oh if you're an actor it's important to thomas and i always say if you're an actor and you want to work in this business, then it's also important to know production for various reasons. Yes, I've, I've encountered a lot of actors who have transitioned and want to make that supplemental income. They want to keep it in keep it in the family and in the, in the industry. People have gone to being script supervisors and production managers or producers. You truly need the foundation because the industry is small and you want to be respected because it, you know if, if, you, if you truly don't know the fundamentals and the production and the process and being able to budget and doing all these things whatever way you're going, you really need uh, the the QuickBooks of just how it all how it all goes down. Professional training by real life ind- industry professionals who are currently working, and that's what we provide at Creative School Atlanta. But not only that, if you're an actor, you don't want to sit around and wait to get a call to act on something. You want to produce your own projects, and that's what Mike did. That's what I do, and. Our program is good for that as well. So check it out, creativeschoolatlanta.com. And without further ado, I present to you, Mike Houston. And so I'm so excited to talk to you, Mike. You are one of my favorite actors, obviously. And we've known each other for a long time now. Yes. So thank you for chatting with me. Absolutely. No, I'm glad to do it. Will you tell us how you got your start as an actor? Uh, yeah. Um... I would say, you know, if, if we're going to like professionally, uh, you know, cause I, I did it in high school and, you know, I did a show in college, but nothing, I, I wasn't really pursuing it. Um, but then I moved to Boston, uh, right out of college. And while I was there, I learned that I wasn't really thrilled with the nine to five life, um, that I was hired into. And I decided to try to just do some community theater, uh, at night just to keep that, uh, you know, creative energy, um, going. And I eventually worked on a, a play at a regional playhouse. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another as, as we know, and met some people and then they kind of pushed me in this direction of this direction. And then I finally got hired for a job, um, in Boston and, then it, it kind of it took maybe a year from that point forward before I moved to New York. And um, I got to New York at that point. And I knew when I was leaving Boston, I knew I wanted to go to either uh, New York, Chicago, or LA. Um, but I, because I hadn't had any formal training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just, of course, again, having conversations with, with folks. And because of the proximity, New York seemed like the best idea. And so I came here. 
and uh, we started working in a restaurant um, and got uh, some info uh, from some people there and from my headshot photographer, actually, um, Chris Mackey. He, uh, he said this studio called Esper Studio, William Esper Studio, it's kind of underground and I just know a lot of good actors that have gone there. And so I checked it out and of course that started that um, part of my uh, career. And while I was doing that, I actually got an opportunity to audition and, and work on a, a TV show for Showtime called Brotherhood. And that kind of is what propelled me uh, professionally. Once I had that job, um, it, I was able to, with that on my resume, you know, just at least talk to people about helping me out, you know, looking for auditions and stuff. So yeah. that's, that's the, that's a truncated version. I, I will say, you know, one of my experiences and something I, I talk to people about to think about is, um, you know, depending on where you want to be and for how long, you know, smaller markets uh, are sometimes a better way in to the professional acting world when you're somewhere where there isn't as much of a talent pool. Um, and as you guys know, in Georgia, uh, I mean, it is, it's what it is now there is way different than yeah, what it was it's when exploded. it first started. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, if you're a regional actor, you're going to get hired for the day playing roles because they don't, they don't really want to put it in their budget and, and stretch their budget too thin to fly in or transport actors from New York or LA. And so, you know, if you're, if you're working on your craft and you're putting in the time and effort, wherever you are there's going to be opportunity. Um, so I always say like, look, just look at the landscape and, and think if you want to start somewhere else, maybe um, uh, if you do come to here, if you come here to New York, if you go to Chicago, if you go to LA, I mean, I first things is look at this, the programs that are going on that like kind of what we did at Esper. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a specific technique uh, or a studio, just find something that gets you exercising and then, um, anyway, so then that gets me here. Brotherhood happens, Esper happens, finish Esper. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky um, because of Brotherhood, because they brought me back for a second season. Um, at that point, I was able to at least talk to an agent and just say, hey, I'm not, I'm not looking to sign. I just need someone on the phone uh, for this deal. And then that leads to the, the, conversation and discussion and a meeting and then from there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we met at Esper studio and actually yeah. my experience there was the inspiration for creative school Atlanta. Cause it was such yeah. like a sacred training ground and I loved it so much. Here's a question. What are you known for? I think I'm definitely my, my number one is orange is the new black. Uh, yeah. I was, I spent four seasons on the, on orange is the new black. I played a character named uh, corrections officer Lee Dixon. Um, and yeah, that's definitely what I'm most known for. Yeah, we loved watching you on that. Well, we also saw you on Sneaky Pete too. Yes, there, there, that that show. But, yeah, but Orange is kind of the Orange <laughs> like, is great. When I get recognized on the street, it's, it's definitely from Orange. <laughs> um, okay, so let me back up. I forgot to ask you. Okay, so how many years ago was it that you started professionally acting? About sixteen. So, so it was kind of a different time then, right? You had to kind of be in LA or New York in or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, so that's a good that's a good point. So this was 2004. 
um, when I started really putting my, my uh, efforts towards doing this professionally. And then 2005 is when I moved to New York, June of 2005. And at that time, what had happened was even in Boston, um, production started kind of bouncing around to different localities. Um, you know, Boston's always been somewhere that, that has a, a, it does have a film history. Uh, plenty of movies are made there every year, but they were doing TV shows at that point now. And so there, there just happened to be a little, some more work. Um, but it wasn't what it is today. You know, I think today you could go to Boston and, and there's a pretty big uh, talent pool now. And because, because we've learned as producers and, and uh, artists that, especially with the technology we have available to us now, and that's a big difference. You know, it's crazy. I think about when I came to Esper and I had never heard of Twitter. Um, I was on MySpace. Facebook wasn't even no, a thing. No. And the irony of that is that I, Facebook started while I was in Boston. While Zuckerberg was at Harvard, I was there doing my thing. And, um, but yeah, big, big difference. Uh, I would say that a lot more people have opportunity now. Yeah. Um, to it's make easy, stuff. So it's easier to produce your own work now. So when you started, were you like one track mind, I'm going to be an actor and that's it? Or were you like, I'm going to make my own? I'm going to make my own like No, projects. I was definitely no, I was all about it's I'm going to be an actor and work on that part and focus on that. Um <laughs> I'll be completely honest, it's definitely my favorite part. You yeah. know, producing uh is exciting especially when you're passionate about the project. Um it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work when you're producing and acting in the thing you're producing. Yeah. Uh I've never really I I helped exec produce a, a short film that uh that robert grant you remember yeah uh, and karen chamberlain um another these are two uh students former students of esper as well yeah um you know they did a short film and i executive produced that oh that was a great one that was on, that's on netflix yeah. right yes uh amazon amazon, yeah, amazon. Uh, it's great i watched it yeah. the brazilian dilemma yes yes it's, it's a lot of fun and that was my first time actually being a producer on a project that i wasn't actually working in acting in and um it's different and it's it's a little easier to be honest with you like it's 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 always hard i think producing is one of the most challenging um professions uh hobbies if you want to use it as a hobby uh that you can find out there but it's it's like i said it's very fulfilling when it's something you're passionate about and you accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Um, but yeah, acting was first and foremost when I got here. Um, the producing didn't really start. That didn't kind of enter into the fray until, of course, I um, started this company with some other Esper grads called The Collective, uh, which you remember of. Yes. And um, once that started, and then we understood that the only way we're going to get work for everybody as much as we can is to produce it ourselves. Yeah, because how many actors do you know who are beautiful, amazing actors who are just sitting at home and the world's not gonna see them because they're not producing their own projects or they're not putting yeah. themselves out there? Because you, otherwise you're sitting and waiting for someone to call you. Yeah, and that's it, just... yeah. And you'll drive yourself crazy doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been blessed and, and I'm very lucky again to have uh, agents um, and a manager. Um, 
and even then, um, there are there will be some serious lag time, and realizing like to fill that space, you know, to make something uh, really helped. And that's why when when I was with the collective, we would do this. Um, the the one I started to really produce was this uh, short play festival called the C10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. A, yeah, the collection of short plays, and so that was a good launching point just to under kind of get a feel for producing. Um, cause it was only a one week, one week of programming, uh, lots of programming, but you know, you're not, I'm not taking on a, a, a six month contract, uh, for a show, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's far more work. Um, and so it was just a good introduction to that, but that's, that's where I started getting into producing. Yeah. And it's funny cause it's like producing is not as fun. It's a lot of work. It's maybe not your favorite part, but you do it. Yeah. You have to do it. And to your point, especially in this day and age, um, and you know, uh, to piggyback off of the craziness that this pandemic is and what it's created and started, you know, everybody is is starting to figure out how to make stuff while they're in their spaces, whether it's on their phones or um, through Zoom. You know, we've seen it even on a national level. Yeah. You know, Parks and Rec and, and those guys. and But other places are um, are figuring out how to do this too. So it, it behooves you as a young actor or producer to kind of to understand that, like, if you want to get out there, you've got to consider you got to think about making it yourself. Um, yeah. And you got to adjust with the times, like start making digital projects instead of, yeah, big you time. know, whatever film. Big or- time. And really, and really look at what that even means, right? Like uh, for us, when we started figuring this out, digital was just, Oh, you can shoot on your iPhone. <laughs> and then the, you know, the better iPhones would come out. Oh, the resolution's amazing. And, and then all of a sudden it becomes uh, IG live. And, you know, YouTube was, was obviously very big when it started. Um, but even then, it, you know, it wasn't, you weren't seeing the quality of projects on, on digital. But once that turned the corner, and, you know, people are, look at Quibi. I mean, I know that Quibi is having a tough time right now with its launch, but it took this idea of they're, they're doing 10-minute stories. They're shot beautifully mm-hmm. on, you know, on, um, sure, red camera, whatever most expensive camera that, that a network could own. Right. Um, but even then, you, you know, you have to be able to enter the digital space um, because I just think that that's where it's going to keep going. Yeah, I agree. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to your career. Tell okay. me a defining moment in your career for you. Like if you could just think like, I know you probably have a couple, but what's one moment that really kind of changed the course of your career? Um, actually, it was in Boston. Um, this one really kind of, this is what really sent things. It, it, it's what convinced me quickly that I, I should try out a bigger space. And um, I was in Boston. I was working at my restaurant one afternoon and I get a call uh, from an agent in New York which I did not know at the time of the phone call. And she said, Hey, this is, uh, I'm not going to say her name. Uh, but Hey, uh, you know, I've got an audition for you, uh, at seven 30 tonight, uh, at 27th between, uh, six and seven. <laughs> and I was like, where is that? 
<laughs> says, what do you mean, where is that? In Manhattan. And I said, I'm, what? Oh, no, I'm in, I'm in Boston. And she said, what are you, why do I have your stuff? And I said, because someone that I did a play with told me I needed to put a headshot oh, resume yeah. to all agents in New York. <laughs> but she called me. Um, and I got very lucky with that phone call because it, it kind of started the wheels. But it was very defining because what happened was I, she said, can you go? <laughs> I said, and you know, man, actually, I, I looked inside and I said, look, you made a choice to do this stuff. You got to go do this. So I jumped on a bus. I, got, I called my buddy, Matt. And I said, hey, can you come in and finish my shift? He comes in. I jump on a bus 20 minutes later to New York, four hours, four and a half hours. I get to the audition. I do the audition. It's like 15 minutes. Uh, I jump back on that bus for another four and a half hours. So I spent nine hours on a bus for 15 minutes of an audition. <laughs> but you know what? I ended up booking the job. Wow. And that was, it was that moment when I got the call that they wanted to hire me that I thought, wow, okay. I was in New York. I just auditioned for a film. I made this effort and it all came together. Um, and for a while, I, I really had that as a feather in my cap because I, when I did Brotherhood on Showtime, that first show I got out of when I was at Esper, I did the same thing. I took a bus to um, Boston to audition for it. I took a bus to Rhode Island two days later for the callback. Uh, you know, and it was just this idea that like, look, if you're going to do it, if you're, if you're in it, you're in it to win it. Um, so that was, I would say, that was a defining moment just because it gave me that understanding of what it would take for me to be successful. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second too, because I feel like because the younger generation has access to digital and it's so easy to put yourself on digital and create digital, there's like maybe a lack of understanding of how hard you have to actually work and show up. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're super committed. You actually have to show up and do the work and put in long oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, when you when you do it as a kid and growing up, it's pretend and it's easy. Yeah. And when we start studying, um, and you and I, of course, we, we focused on the Meisner technique. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's an intensive, you know, two years of that work. And you realize like, oh, yeah, pretend is one part of it. Um, but the other part is, is really sorting out the reality and the questions and the and the effort. And yes, I also truly believe it's what you put into how bad you want it. Um, you know, I, I don't like to look at it as a competition yeah. because I think every actor is individual and every one of us brings our own selves to a character that our own. Right. Um, so it's not really competition, but you have to have that want to give the, you know, to, to make this character the most interesting you can. And, and, something that's interesting for you to do as the actor like and then when you do that then you start to do the work but as you know all of a sudden it doesn't really feel like work anymore because you're doing something you love you're being creative um and so it's like it doesn't like i said when i was doing nine to five i worked for an internet company Ugh. <laughs> like I, I i had anxiety every single day going to work like it just when you start to do something you really are passionate about, um, you find ways to make it work for you and you find ways sometimes uh, to, you know, make money doing it. Um, 
but it's also important to remember as an artist in what we do, you know, you can make money in a lot of different ways and, and, and support yourself um, doing something creative, not necessarily having to work on a TV show um, or a movie, but like finding ways to do that. And then, you, you know, or fi having a survival job that allows you to do this stuff so that you can go shoot your movie on your iPhone. But it is about drive. It's about, you just, you can't doubt it. You know, you can't doubt that you want to do this. Anybody yeah. that has, now that's different than having self-doubt as an actor. Like we all have that. But I mean, if you're going to want to do this for a career, you have to want to do it for the rest of your life as a career. Yeah, dive in. Dive in and then let the world, let the universe kind of come to you and help show you which way you want to go. And then when you hit a roadblock, you, you, you pivot and you go, okay, well then I'll go into coaching for a little while. I'll do something where I get yeah. to like still participate um, maybe not necessarily in front of the camera, but certainly participate in a way to get somebody else ready to be in front of the camera. Let's take a quick pause to talk about Creative School Atlanta and our two programs that we have running right now that we are now accepting applications for. We have a summer school, high school online production intensive, and we have our signature um, certificate 80-hour TV film digital production intensive that is online and also in person. What makes these courses special, Thomas? Uh, definitely, like as I mentioned in the podcast, is one one thing that me, um, you know, as as we mentioned earlier, I went to film school. Ashley didn't go the traditional route. Is that I didn't get exactly what I wanted. And one thing is that Ashley and I collaborated on a true experience that students will be able to get exactly what they want, truly customize their experience and get what they want out of our program. So our program is completely designed like no other school program because what it does is it um, it's, uh, customizes. customizes, but uh, it also, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, Just stop saying anything, I'll cut this out. Okay, um, what, what is it when it says, when um, it manipulates the exact way of sequence. Simulate. Simulates. So, and, and our program simulates how production flow actually works. So when I was going to school, I was taking all these courses and these classes of film production, sound, cinematography and everything, but it wasn't in sequence. So we specifically designed our production program to flow just like real production. So our educators come in when they're needed in those specific times. Our educators are also high-level professionals who are Emmy Award winners, who are working in high-profile jobs, and who are taking time especially out just to talk to our students. And even during this downtime, we're establishing relationships, and we already have major relationships uh, for uh, post-placement. So when I was going to school as well, I went out into the world, had no idea where to start. So we're going to really create that boutique feel where we really, our student success is their success. Check it out. CreativeSchoolAtlanta.com. We are interviewing now. I said that wrong. Their success is our success. I said our success is their success. So their success is our success. You 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I always say it never gets old to see your name in the credits, to be on a set, to be around actors, to be around production. It literally, I've been doing it for, I don't know, 19 years, not just acting, but you know, and it never gets old. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a great community. You're working with actors now. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I started, my wife and I actually, Jenny uh, and I started this company back uh, beginning of January called Houston Street Creativity. And um, it's a coaching business. Uh, I coach. Uh, I self-tape if people need a self-tape for auditions. Um, I offer some consulting, uh, business consulting, just in, you know, from my experiences and, um you know, I've, I've tried to get a little more involved with uh, this, the union, the Screen Actors Guild, uh, SAG-AFTRA, and, and to understand the ins and outs of the business so that when we're doing contract negotiations, it's, it's understanding why certain numbers are out there and why certain numbers aren't. Um, and just understanding, too, like the best steps, like what's, what's the best way to go from here to here? And just from my experience and sharing that experience, and I'm not saying it's the same experience that everyone else should have, but for, you know, I do have some experience and especially oh, yeah. with, you know, the, the number of casting people that I have had the, the, the pleasure of auditioning for, um, I can offer some insight to, you know, for folks that are going in for those specific projects. Um, I, I can help out a little bit with understanding I mean, everybody, all casting directors want you to come in and just give them something that's you, uh, some, make some really strong choices in the work, um, and be, you know, be in the moment. Um, so it's, it's not much different auditioning for this casting compared to this casting director. What's different is kind of the setup. What's the waiting room like? What's it like? If, are you comfortable being around a lot of people chit-chatting? If not, then I'll tell you where to go <laughs> to work on your side. Yeah. Because I've done it. I've done all that stuff. So things like that. So that's our business. And, that's um, awesome. It is. It's a little uh, crazy because we started the company. And then, of course, two months later, yes. all production shut down. <laughs> so yeah. not a lot of people acting. So not a lot of necessary, not a lot of necessity for coaching. Um, but being said... You know, I've had friends lately, uh, big, a lot of people are self-taping right now for projects, you know, and the networks are not, they're not shutting down completely. You know, they're still casting projects. And so, you know, I, I am making the effort now, like we were talking about adapting to understand like, okay, well then let's do, we'll do Zoom coaching. I can yeah. coach you in, on this medium. Um, and so, yeah that op those opportunities are out there. And if, you know, like I said, if anybody's interested, it's HoustonCreativity.com. Yeah. yeah. I, you're the perfect person to help. I'm someone who gets so nervous going in in front of a room and mm. auditioning for people. Like I'm the worst, honestly. That's why I produce my own projects. I can't <laughs> even handle it. So it would be nice to have that, to be able to work with someone like you, who's like, so experienced and know what to expect just like so you could focus on the acting and get the other stuff too out of your yeah. head i'm so bad at well that. and that's what you could bring up a good point because the nerves are always there i have a great story i i got to audition for the um a movie once that lee daniels was directing and um i went into the waiting room i walk in 
and actually I'm, I'm looking around the room. I'm like, uh, I know all of these people. Like I was just floored with the number of people I recognized. And one actor in particular, his name is William Sadler. Uh, and I love him to death. And we were all sitting there and working on our sides and just kind of doing our thing. And it's very quiet. Um, I remember Ron Livingston. Do you know who he is? From, yes, uh, yes, yes, Sex in yes, the City and, yes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was auditioning uh, to play uh, this guy, Governor Wallace, this Alabama governor. And I remember him pacing, doing his thing. And I'm just like, this is nuts. Uh, <laughs> but then Sadler said, uh, he said, you know, you just, you never get over the nerves, do you? Just, it's always there. And it was so important for me to hear this guy who I have cherished my, my, most of my teen and adult life on, in movies to say that he was nervous. Cause then it said, oh man, we're all nervous. That's yeah. just human nature. Um, I've had other friends say, you know, you use it, you use that, you use the nerves. And sometimes you can, and sometimes it's like a little much, but what the most important thing is just accept it. It's like, this is happening right now. I can't do anything about that. What I can do is still go in there and just do the best work I can. And one of the things I always uh, suggest to people, and this is not an original, this came from advice I remember reading from uh, Lupita Luongo, which is uh, she when she did 12 Years a Slave, she said that when she did the audition, she treated the audition as a rehearsal. That's all it was. was a, it was like mm -hmm. it's the first rehearsal. So she went in there with some choices and just let kind of run, ran with the experience as if she was just rehearsing it to get it to another place rather than thinking of it as getting a job. Mm -hmm. And man, actually, once I heard that, it just, that changed everything for me. Because for some reason, it took the pressure off because you're like, it's just a rehearsal. That's all it is. Yeah. And yes, you're not getting paid for that rehearsal. But what you are doing is you're freeing yourself to really make some bold choices. And, and you know, as long as you're not like 180 from the story that you're telling, you know, you can, you can really show yourself in those spaces. So, um but yeah, nerves are always there. And one thing I'd like to do, like I like to do as a coach is get the person to a place where they're the most confident in their work, in mm -hmm. what they're working on, mm -hmm. what their intentions are, you know, what exactly we want from this moment. We, we drill on that. We play with it. We do it. We play with it some more, you know, until that actor feels like, oh, okay. And then now you can just go in there with that and then make a different choice but because you're already rooted in your character, whatever choice you make in that moment is going to be the choice the character needs to make. I love that. Um, yeah. Such and so that's something I like to do. So satisfying that, that kind of work. Um, okay. While we're on it, what's one of your biggest tips that you would offer for yeah. someone who wants to make it in the business? Be professional, show up on time and, and have choices made. So that's, and, and as a producer, um, Showing up on time is very important. Um, trust, trust that there's going to be problems. Always, always. something's always going to come up every time. It just, it's just the nature of things. So trust that's going to happen, and just have an open mind um, to not let it make you feel as if all is lost. You know, you can really hurt yourself when you panic. Um, 
which is it's hard to do not to panic in situations especially you know let's say you have a venue and then the contract gets canceled for some crazy reason which has happened to us and you know you just got to take a deep breath you know give yourself a moment take take some time and then understand that like it's just an opportunity to show your not only yourself but others what kind of creative you can be you know how how outside of the box can you go to make something happen um so th that those are the tips i you're so right producing is actually so creative and like yeah you're right when things yeah. go wrong that's your opportunity to just let your creativity even shine further you're so right exactly yep can you please tell me one of your most surreal moments in the business i th the most surreal thing that happened to me was uh one sunday afternoon i was still waking up uh, i think i worked at i worked at a bar at the time and worked at the bar the day before so i was exhausted and i was taking my time waking up and my agent called me on a sunday on that sunday and i and which they never do <laughs> and he said um hey do you have the next six weeks available? And of course, that's a little jarring. And I said, well, yeah, of course, I, I whatever, what, what, why? And he said, uh, there's this movie, uh, the actor that was gonna play this role had to back out at the very last minute, they start shooting tomorrow, can you be available? And I said, yeah, of course we can. So 24 hours later, I'm sitting in a trailer with Eric Bana and Joel McHale and Edgar Ramirez. And I'm just like, this is what is happening right now. I'm in this movie now with these characters and I'm, I'm one of the supporting lead, you know, roles in the movie. Um, and so 20, yeah, that was very surreal because it just, it happened so fast. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a good one. Um, I got to work on the movie Bridge of Spy, uh, which is a Steven Spielberg film. And so I was just excited to be in a movie that he's directing. Um, and I didn't have a very big role. It was just, I think I had like one or two lines. And, but what they did is they, they brought me in after going to hair and makeup and whatnot to the green, air, green room area where they're, where they're keeping us. And we were shooting a court scene, courtroom scene. So we, were, we went to judges chambers. And they walk in me in and there's Tom Hanks and uh, just chilling, reading a book. And he was very gracious and very sweet. And what everyone, everyone, everything that everyone says about this man is spot on. He's just the nicest, warmest actor. Uh, he was so gracious and welcoming. And so I sit down and then a little later that day, we're taking a break from shooting. And I'm sitting in the same, in this room and we have Alan Alda, Tom Hanks, Mark Rylance, Amy Adams, um, uh, who else is in that room? And there, are, there are a couple other actors that that are beautiful actors. I just can't think of who they are right off the top. And Steven Spielberg. And we're all they're all having a conversation. And at one point, Alan Alda is talking about how he he grew up in vaudeville and how he didn't start going to school till he was thirteen. Then the topic of polio came up and the polio vaccine. And Spielberg and Alda and Tom Hanks all started having a conversation <laughs> about remembering where they were. And I mean, it was just like. This is insane for me. And I love Alan Alda. Uh, I have been a fan of his since MASH. And mm -hmm. so just to sit there and listen to his voice, which is so specific, just telling a story 
was probably one of the most magical things I've ever seen. It's like high school Mike or middle school Mike wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, no way. No way. Not even. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I get to told myself in high school. Now, it's interesting you say that because it is in high school is when I really got the bug. Uh, I remember watching. This is so weird. I watched Aladdin uh, with my dad. We went to the movies. We saw Aladdin. And granted, it's a cartoon, but the voiceover acting was wonderful. And I just, I was so into it. And I sing too. And I just was like, you know what? I, this looks fun. And holy cow, I did not realize you could really do well doing this. Um, so that's where it kind of got into the back of my mind is maybe I'll do this uh, later in life. So I love that. Yeah. Okay, last question, and then I'll let you go. All right. What are, what's a book, a show, a film that you're obsessing over right now? Oh man. So I am pretty focused on television right now. Um, I've kind of, I've, books and movies have kind of taken a backseat for a little while. And it, I think it's a testament to um, what we call the golden era of television. Mm -hmm. There's just such amazing content right now. Um, and we're watching, I, I, I'm essentially watching long form movies. But the one I'm watching right now, we're in the middle of, is called Devs, C-E-V-S. It's on uh, FX. It is outstanding. It is um, Alex, I can't think of his last name, but he's the director and writer of the movie Ex Machina. So he's developed this, this TV show, and it, it is outstanding. So well shot. Uh, well acted and, and the music, everything about it, you really feel like you're watching an hour long film. Um, we're also big into One Day at a Time. Uh, I think that is one of the best sitcoms on television really? right now. The oh, classic, yeah. the 70s? No, no, the, the new one. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the, okay. The remake. I have to, you know, I have to watch same, these. Same team behind, you know, the same Norman, but just a different, uh, different era. But, um, I, ha I highly recommend it if, if, if people are interested in, in watching something that is so touching and so funny that like I will be crying and then laughing hysterically while I'm crying because the comedy is so well written. Uh, it's just, it's just an amazing show. I'm so, excited. Yeah. I need something new to watch too. So I'm yeah. going to try this. So you can watch One Day at a Time on Pop TV. Um, Devs, like I said, you can catch it on FX or on Hulu. FX on Hulu. Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are the. Can I ask you this? Have you watched Successions? I have not yet. That's on my oh list. Oh my god, you've got no, to I, watch I know. it. The I've best actors ever. I've been dreaming about the main character, like the characters. Oh, that's amazing. I've heard it's so good. That's what people are saying. Like what I've heard is it's like this is like Shakespeare. Yes, you know, it's amazing. Brian Cox, Brian Cox is like an amazing. He's an interesting story in my life because. I, when I first saw him in a, in a movie, and just from that point forward, I have followed him. And I have wanted to emulate my career off of both he and Brian Dennehy, uh, rest in peace. Um, those two guys, I just saw myself in that vein as a character actor. Uh, and uh, we're both, we're all big guys. Um, but yeah, Brian Cox is awesome. So Succession is definitely on my list. Oh my gosh. And when you watch it, tell me what you think. Oh, do you I know um, Jeremy Strong by any chance? Like Not he's the one of the main, oh my gosh, I was hoping you did. I just, I'm like obsessed <laughs> with him. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've seen him in a couple auditions, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't met him. Oh gosh. He's, he's excellent. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you so much yeah, for giving all this information and chatting. Good I could go on and you. on. Yeah, good to see well, you. I love talking to Mike Thomas. Every time I talk to him, I have this desire to put even more into my acting craft and just like go deeper and work harder and be more creative. Yeah, he's he's just so warm and fuzzy. He he lives it. He's an actor who lives it and breathes it. And he has just he's a great storyteller. He just has such great stories and when you hear him talk, it's just it's like he's he's an actor whose passion has never dipped, you know? Like when he talks about his favorite shit, he's just he's so excited. Yeah. And, you know, I would say if you're an actor, he's a great person to learn from. So check out his website. I will link that in the show notes. And until next time, you can find Thomas and I on Instagram, Creative School ATL, on Facebook. We're now interviewing for our classes and spots are limited. So apply now. Yeah, so please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And also, we're going to have many other great, amazing interviews with industry pros and actors as well. To learn more about us, you can go to creativeschoolatlanta.com. We have two programs happening right now. We are interviewing for the summer school, high school program. It's now an online program starting in June. It's a three-week intensive. And we have our 80-hour certificate TV, film, digital production intensive program that we are also now accepting application for starting in July. It's an in-person class July and August, and then potentially because of COVID, we could do online in September and October. We are taking all the precautions and watching the news for COVID, but we are super excited. Our classes are filling and our spots are limited. CreativeSchoolAtlanta.com to find out the information and apply now. 